Welcome back to the STL Lunch Table Podcast. I'm your host, Trent. I'm here with my co-host, Arjo Goswami. All right, so today's episode, we're going to feature some AFC and NFC recaps from this week. We have an interview with our self-proclaimed Premier League expert, Jacob Baxman, who's also a recurring guest, and a heated contender-pretender with uh, topics from everything and everything you could think of. Let's go! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today is January 28th, 2021. Eight days into Joe Biden's America, but we don't talk about that. It's a sports podcast. Um, we had some big NFL action this weekend. Arjo, got any initial thoughts for us? Well, the AFC, I think we all kind of predicted that. We were spot on with that. But the Bucks upsetting the Packers in the NFC. Who called that last week? Me. Jacob called that last week. Props to him. We all saw the Packers win. He, he saw did. it right. You can't count out Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, that's 100% right. Um, three picks, though. I was not expecting that. That was crazy. Wasn't two, though, not his fault. Fair enough. I but, think Mike I Evans mean, could have caught a couple of those. I'm going to be honest. But that's a story for another day. Mike Evans still had a great game. Three catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sold on that receiver group, especially when Antonio Brown comes oh, yeah, back especially. in. It's a great it's a good group. Gronkowski um, at tight end, too. Cameron Brait. That's a, it's, I mean, the, run, the running game is fantastic, too. Looks great with Fournette and Ronald Jones. Um, but the main storyline that everybody's been talking about with that game is the questionable officiating. What are your thoughts on that pass interference call? I got to know. All right, so I think it was pass interference. It was the right call. But the thing is, they were letting him play all game. They weren't calling a lot of that the entire time. So, I mean. Listen, I know that they let some slip. All right, I'll give you that. But there's no way that's pass interference, bro. The ball has to be catchable that's for it to be pass point. interference. That's a good point. I think there was no way that he was going to catch that. And he, he took a dive. I know. What are we playing, soccer? This is crazy, bro. <laughs> this is the NFL. Listen, man, this is a man's league right here. We don't mess with flopping like that. No, that's what, that's that, what I kind of got. It just rubbed me wrong. I don't like the Packers. I've said it multiple times. I hate the Packers. I hate Aaron Rodgers. But they should have gotten a chance to win that game. I don't necessarily disagree with that because the ball was uncatchable, but like the tugging on the jersey, that was pass interference. I didn't see that and at first, and I yeah, definitely I was like, "What is I going like, on? What, what was that?" Called? And I give you that. If and the ball is catchable and he does that, I'll give you the pass interference. But it wasn't. It wasn't even close. Talk about how late that flag was too. It was very I, it was, late. I couldn't believe they threw that. Yeah. But you know what? I think it's karma because Lafleur has no balls. Can you <laughs> believe kicking a field goal down eight? That was on the eight-yard so line, when you had the MVP of the league. As, I still hate him. I still hate him. But can you believe doing that? What kind of play call is that? I don't know who let him do that. But you got to go for the touchdown in that situation. I mean, you're giving the ball back down five to Tom Brady, who's like probably the best game manager to ever play football. And he still should have turned it over. But that's yeah, not the I mean, point. That, not that's the not, point, the point, not the point, though. Not the point. He's thrown three picks, though. I mean, that defense was working, and that was his justification for it. Yeah, but Lafleur. Got to be on the hot seat for me. I can't see him returning. I know they think he's like Aaron Rodgers' little buddy-buddy guy, but I just I can't see the connection. It doesn't work for me. LaFleur is an idiot. There's, I have, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is an idiot. Andy, what do you think, what do you think about Matt LaFleur? He, he just forgot it was the playoffs. It was that simple. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome on our producer, Andy. He'll be joining us every week. Andy, um... I'm not going to say he has the greatest sports knowledge, but he's an awesome guy. He's got a 36 <laughs> on the ACT, genius of a man. We love to have him every week. 
Um, he'll be joining us on Contender and Pretender later and also have some input on our, in our interview with Jacob Baxman. But anyway, back to the NFL. Um, let's pivot now to the Chiefs-Bills game. Um, I don't like to say I called it, but the Bills can't run. Spot on with that. Spot on. Like, could not get any better with that. Josh. Not one running back had over 20 yards rushing. Josh and, Allen had the most yards with seven carries. 88 yards. I mean... You can There's say what no you want. Game. You can say what you want. Uh, that Chiefs rushing defense told you it wasn't good. You need to be able to, to exploit that, and they couldn't. They were running past. It was past every play. And the only reason that Josh Allen was able to scramble for those yards was because they were protecting pass on every play. They were double-covering digs all night, and they couldn't get the ball to him. I mean, they still got the ball to him, but imagine if he was single-covered, if you had to account for a run game. I mean, yeah, he had six, six catches, 77 yards, which, I mean, at first look are pretty good numbers, but Diggs has been playing out of his mind all year. So yeah. I think the Chiefs did a good job containing him. And uh, can't say enough about Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Again, it's- not a fan. I really don't <laughs> like them. But, I mean, when Tyreek Hill can take, make one cut and, and add about 50, 50 yards onto a 10-yard to a, you know, reception, what it should have been, with four or five guys around him, I mean, he's just unstoppable, man. Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 172 yards. Travis Kelsey, 13 catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, this is an unstoppable duo. I mean, no one has come close all year to stopping them. And- now, I'd like to say most teams haven't been able to contain Kelsey, but I think the Bucks can. But that's the story for our Super Bowl special. Make sure you tune in next weekend. That will be up for you. Um, we'll give more details on our next podcast next Wednesday. But anyway, uh, let's, keep, let's keep rolling on. Um, the, big, um, the big thing that comes out of this, Eric Fisher is injured. Torn Achilles out for the Super Bowl. That's a big blow to that offensive line, especially with Mitchell Schwartz out, potentially out for the Super Bowl. I mean, it is Patrick Mahomes. He does have some good, you know, scramble ability, but... You can't replace two guys like that. Especially when Edwards Lair is still gonna be questionable. Yep. But Bell too. Again, more topics for our Super Bowl our Super Bowl uh special. Wanna make sure you all tune into that. But for right now, um we'd love to get into our interview with Jacob Baxman. We had an awesome interview with him talking about the Premier League. Um let's get into it. Let's go. Jacob, welcome back to the program. Jacob Baxman is a recurring guest and also a self proclaimed Premier League expert. We're gonna run through a few uh, Premier League headlines with him, uh, Jacob. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to, I'm glad to be back. First episode, I think, went well. Here for the second. Let's do it again. All right. We give you a rundown here. First of all, no, you're an Arsenal, Arsenal supporter. Odegaard to Arsenal. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like it. You know, I think what I think is going to happen. I think him and Emil Smith Rowe are going to play like Silva and De Bruyne did when Arteta was back at. Back at uh, City. I'm not comparing them to Silva and De Bruyne, obviously, but right. they're going to play in that style with, I think Partey's going to play in that Fernandinho role, and I think it's a good signing that way. All right. All right. Um, do you think they can push for top four still, or are they just a little bit too far out, you think? Well, it's Top four seems a little far, but, you know. Top six then? I think top six, yeah. We're, we're eighth right now, so anything's possible. We do have uh, – other the teams above us do have uh, games in hand, but the thing about where they were though, yeah, sixteenth, like I don't know, a month ago, yeah, it's we, crazy. We were, I think we scored sixteen goals and conceded two in the last six games. Five out of six wins, yeah, yeah, zero zero draw against Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, so I I think I think it's a good signing. I think he's gonna help help bring creativity to that midfield. I think a twenty year old Emil Smith Rowe can't do it all. I think an Odegaard will definitely help him out. 
All right. So uh, they play Man United on the weekend. Um, do you think we'll see him on Saturday, or um, what do you think? How do you think Arteta plans to deploy him, um, if, if at all? Arteta's a pretty. He's a pre- pretty conservative manager. He's a, he, he's he's not one to go go all at it and just go for the new signing. You saw it, it took Party a little bit to get into the team. So, I, you know, I would like to see him. I'd like to see him in that role with, with Emil. Um, Emil might be at hurt, so he might put him in. I don't Willie can't play the 10. So, it I think depends on on how he does in training. His first day of training was today. He signs a contract that was all announced. So, yeah, I think, I think it's up in the air. I think we'll find out more maybe Thursday or Friday on, on his update. But... It would be nice to see him against United in the way they're playing. It would definitely help. Yeah, for context, too, we are recording on Wednesday, so everything that we are talking about is current of Wednesday, even though we're posting this Thursday morning when you guys will be listening to this. Um, so I guess the other thing I want to ask, predictions on the Arsenal-Man United game this weekend. What do you think? Scoreline? Who scores? I mean, who wins? Uh, I think it's a closer game than people are going to think. Um, we've seen United against the Big Six they haven't done all that well this year against the Big Six. We did see them beat Liverpool over the weekend, but those were rotated teams. So, and Liverpool's not playing the best right now, and Arsenal are. And so, um, I think I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be end to end. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense in it. You know, the, and we, Arsenal played yesterday against Southampton. The defense did look pretty shaky. We didn't have Tierney in there. We still have Gabriel getting back from COVID. So. You know, it, I think I think it's up in the air. To be honest, I think if we if Arsenal do win, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a three to two. And if United win, I think it's gonna be a three to two. Yeah, I just who you I don't got? Know. Who you got though? I'm on, I'm always gonna say Arsenal, all right? Because I'm an Arsenal fan. But yeah, I, I think I think it's closer than we, than, we, than people think. I think the those base. are those are fighting words, producer Andy. You got a, you got a separate prediction? I don't know. Well, I mean, we are second in the table. We'll be playing Sheffield right beforehand, so we'll be on a little bit of a roll. Yep. Um, of course, that would, yeah, that would really put you know, throw a wrench in the plans if we ended up with a draw or a loss to Sheffield. I don't know morale. I feel like would be low. I don't see that happening. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not it's not going to happen. I, but you can't you can't. I think I think it's the opposite. I think they lose to Sheffield or draw to Sheffield. They're like we can't keep doing this come back strong yeah we got to come back strong we play Arsenal on the weekend you know but if they if they win Sheffield you know they're they're gonna feel good you know they're gonna come in that game confident Arsenal coming into that game underdogs right Arsenal they got something to prove and they've had something to prove this whole season and I think they're doing better at it so I'm I'm gonna go Arsenal three to two of course I'm gonna go Manchester United three to two all right all right all right so uh let's pivot to our next talking point everybody the biggest the biggest news in the Premier League is the sacking of Frank Lampard. One I can certainly say came out of left field for me. I assume for Arjo too. Definitely didn't see that one coming. Um, replaced with Tuchel right away. They knew what they were doing. They knew the man they wanted, and they got him right away. Um, do you think he can turn their season around? He he definitely has has the the potential to do it. It's Thomas Tuchel. He led PSG to the final last year. Obviously, you know personally. I'm not a huge fan of Tuchel. I don't know why. He just rubs me the wrong way for some reason. Not a huge fan. I think I think if I was Chelsea, I would have gone for Allegri. But, you know, we've seen how they've done with the last uh, Italian manager. Yeah. Well. 
definitely. But you know, it, it's it's big pressure for Tuchel. Any manager new to the Prem is it's always big pressure. It's always hard. But we saw how Klopp did it. Klopp did very well when he came to the Prem. Pep's done really well when he came to the Prem. So I don't see why Tuchel can't. Do you, Do you think that German connection, the Werner Havertz? And oh. Tuchel, you think that'll that'll help them out? Of course, and he, I, he's coached two uh, two German teams before, Mainz and, and Dortmund. He's done well with them. So yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't he wouldn't have those connections with those players. I think Lampard. I I really thought they were going to back him for the rest of the year. I think I thought they said they were going to back him. I think but, everybody thought that. Yeah, and then but the, there was there's big dressing room problems with Rudiger, Aspilicueta, Jorginho, and. There's another one I can't remember. Oh, uh, Alonso. So we know Chelsea are kind of known for pushing managers out, and I think that's kind of what happened. I uh, mean, Tuchel's also dealt with some characters before. Yeah. PSG locker room with Neymar and oh yeah, all the 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 big salaries and yeah. big personalities that come in that locker room. So I mean, do you think that'll translate well to Chelsea? Um, I don't think they they were as big as a problem as Rudiger. There was reports Rudiger was bullying youth team youth players. There was. Real problems with Rudiger, so I think, kind of, I think Tuchel should do what Arsenal's been doing. Just get out that dead wood. Arsenal got rid of Socrates, Ozil, loaned out Kolasinac. Hopefully he stays at Schalke, and I think just getting rid of those that click of players that just cause problems in the locker room. I think get rid of them, bring this new energy into the team, and I think he can do well. All right, all right, all right. So um, of course I'm gonna ask you while you're here. Big Liverpool supporter myself. Been a couple of really successful years. Are they out of the title race? One win in seven. Um, I just, I'm really starting to lose hope. I'm going to say no. Because just as the way the season has been, every team has been up and down. You've seen Arsenal. You've seen Chelsea were in the top, within the title race a month ago. You know, all these teams. Um, Everton were in one. Now they're Now they're dropping out. Leicester weren't, and now they are. City weren't, and now they are. And so I think it's it's this is just a crazy season for the Premier League, and we'll we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, I don't I I wouldn't count any of those teams out right now. All right. Um, question on everybody's mind: Will they finally sign a center back before the transfer window shuts? Klopp keeps saying no, but I I you can't trust his words. I mean, is Edward are Edwards and the board going to step up and sign a center back? They haven't done stuff like that Klopp in the past. I don't think Klopp wants to. I, I think he wants Van Dijk and Gomez, and I think he likes Fabinho back there, and he doesn't want to replace those guys, and I don't think you can replace those guys. So if they, I think if they did sign a center back, it would it would just be an old, experienced guy. Um, I'm trying to think of the names that would be maybe up for that. No, nothing's coming to my head, but so, someone older with experience that can come in that can get this team... I think, like, short-term? Yeah, a little short-term, one-year deal, or, or maybe even a loan deal that he's not getting the playing time he wants. Maybe maybe even, I hate to say it, maybe a Ramos, you know? I don't think it would happen. Yeah. It, it's they, declined, they declined to sign him already. Yeah, so. they have. But, um, to no, I mean, somebody like that. I, I totally somebody, see what somebody, somebody coming towards the end of their career, has experience, knows how to... Bring a team and, and defend well, and so I think if they do, it'll be something like that, and just something to get them through the season. Because I don't think Klopp is going to want to replace two of the best center backs in the Premier League right now. That's fair. All right, and last question: We're going to talk about the league as a whole. City looks like they're starting to fly right now. Can they be caught by anybody in this league? 
I mean, Man United are up there, but do they have the legs to keep up with City the rest of this title race? Yeah, I, I think I don't think it's clear and obvious that City. I think they're the favorites. I don't think it's clear and obvious that they can just run away from it, like Liverpool did last year. I, I don't think they can. I think this this season's way too up in the air. Like I said, there's there's downs and ups to every team this season, so I wouldn't be surprised if City had a had a down had a down month and made Liverpool come back in or United pull away in a way or anything like that. So, yeah, I think right now, as things stand, it's I think it's City City and United are really, really up there. Leicester's a good shout, but, you know, they've been they've been off and on a little bit this season. So I think there's there's some there's some favorites, but I don't think there's like a clear and obvious favorite, you know. So you wouldn't put your money on anybody, is what you're no, saying? No, I would not put my money on anybody. If, you, if you're if you're a City fan, you're gonna put your money on them. If you're a United fan, you're gonna put your money on them. You're a Liverpool fan. I don't bet with my allegiance. I bet yeah. with my I bet with my money. All right, <laughs> I'm here to make money. Well, you're not All a right. lot like others. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right, well, Jacob, we really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the program. Um, join us here for Contenders and Pretenders for a second. But it's really been an awesome interview. Hope to see you again soon. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Definitely. Welcome back to Contender or Pretender. We are here with producer Andy, co-host Arjo, I'm Trent, and the interviewee, Jacob Baxman. Here we go, boys. We're going to rapid fire here. I want to know your thoughts, first and foremost, on the Utah Jazz. Are they a contender or an NBA title or not? You go, you go. You got it, you got it. I'm going to say no. I don't think... I, you look at the 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 Lakers squad depth, and that's what makes them such a good team. They got so much squad depth. They have they have two. They had one and two, and and a six men of the year. I think bringing them guys off the bench is is great for them. And I just don't think Utah Jazz have enough have have the team the Lakers do to to win the championship. I mean, in and out, they got somebody who can guard Anthony Davis. Yep. Where do you go, Bear? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell can score against who's the Lakers? Who's the Lakers' best guards? They're not superstars. Donovan Mitchell can't be guarded by anybody on the Lakers. I I think I think um, ADs and LeBron's help defense is enough. Is enough. I mean, it's not like he's an outside shooter very much. He's more no. of a, he attacks the basket. I'll give you that. I mean, to be I mean, I think Rudy Gobert can still score. Oh, of course. Um, I think they can give him a run for their money, but I'm not gonna buy it. I'm gonna say they're still a pretender. I don't think they have what they what it takes to be on the same level as the Lakers. But I do think they will be the second best team in the West come the end of the season. I'm the same. I'm also going pretender because, I mean, they're a good team, but, like, I don't think they're good enough to be the Lakers. Maybe not even the Clippers, honestly, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I don't know. we'll see. Producer Andy? Well, I mean, they are on a roll, uh, but, I mean, the Lakers are kind of untouchable, I feel like. Yeah, I'm going to have to go pretender. All right, we're in agreement. All right, boys, let's roll on to the next topic. One that's close to my heart Mizzou, Ho- Mizzou Hoops, excuse me. Can they win the SEC? Alabama's rolling right now. They had a tough one against Kentucky last night, Tuesday. Um, Mizzou lost to Auburn last night as well. Do you think they can win the SEC? First and foremost, can they win that? I'm going to say yes, just because the SEC isn't, like, Kentucky-dominated anymore. But Alabama is really good this year, so that's probably going to be their number one contender, but their number one uh, competition right there. But I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go contender for the who's, SEC. Who's Alabama play on Saturday? It's the Alabama? SEC Big 12 Challenge. That's what I – that's a game that's going to be really big for me because then I can see if Alabama's really for real or not. For now, I'm going to say that Mizzou 
is one of the top three teams. And as biased as I am, I will say they can win the SEC. I'm going to go as far as to say that they will make the Final Four this year. Final okay, Four. Okay, so Alabama plays Oklahoma on Saturday. But I don't think Mizzou is consenting for the national championship. Not this year. I'm not saying the national championship. He's saying Final Four. I'm, I'm saying say Final, Final Four because I know that Baylor and Gonzaga are in a league of their own, but the rest of college basketball is a mess. Mizzou's got one of the – it's the, uh, the eighth – most experienced of any team in the entire country, and they're playing out of their mind. They got talent in Xavier Pinson and Jeremiah Tillman, and they got leadership, a good fundamental basketball in, in the way of, of Drew Smith. And if Mark Smith gets hot, there's no stopping the Final Four run. Mark my words. What do you think, Jacob? Um, for the SEC, I'm going to say contender. I think with basketball, college basketball at least, anything can happen. I mean, you you, beauty. See, you you saw what Loyola did a few years ago. Who would have thought that, you know? Yeah. This team came in, nobody, oh, Loyola, whatever, they'll go out in the first round. No, and they did, they did pretty well. So, yeah, I think I think they could be a contender. Um, for March Madness, and in, in, in that respect, I think they definitely have a chance to go, to go eight, the Elite Eight, Final Four. It'll be tough, but they, they might be able to do it. So I'll go contender for Final Four as well. I think I think I'll go contender as well. I mean, like you said, a couple of years ago, so many upsets in the yeah in the you know March Madness. Um, yeah, I think anything could happen. Is that for the SEC, or you think they you think they have a chance of making the Final Four? Or you think that's a little out of their depth? Final Four is a little bit far, but they'll definitely make a good run. I'm gonna be biased. I'm putting my money on it. If I could bet, I am still 18, so <laughs> I do have a problem there. Um, all right, next one, boys. We'll move on. Dwayne Haskins recently secured a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like he's going to be a backup next year as long as Ben Roethlisberger stays on board, which is still up in the air. We're not 100% sure because that team option they have to pick up is very expensive, or the player option, I believe. It's pretty expensive on Ben's part, so they would have to resign him for less money. Um, as of now, Dwayne Haskins does look like he's going to be the backup. Do you think after a year of being the backup of the Steelers, he can secure an NFL starter job, or is he done? I don't think his career's over. It definitely didn't get off to the to the hottest start, as we've seen. No. Um, yeah, I am. Jameis Winston's career is not over, right? But he did throw thirty touchdowns. I think he was even more mistake prone. I mean, Jameis Winston has a lot more talent, and yeah. he is an NFL quality starter, which is why it surprised me that he signed on to be with the Saints. Probably thought he was going to get some more time with Breeze being old. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll. I think that'll. If Breeze decides not to retire, I think. Uh, I think he'll get a little bit more next year just to work him into that offense of the Saints. Is Is James Wilson going to go back to the Saints? If Breeze retires, I could see him doing so, just maybe to compete for that starting job. Start ha- Haskins. Haskins. Back to the point. Back Haskins. Haskins. <laughs> yep. Um, I think I. I don't think his career's over, but he's got a lot of work to do. I could say that. I think he can carve out a role as a, as, as a backup anywhere, but based on what I saw in Washington, if he doesn't grow up a little bit, um, if he doesn't grow up a little bit, one, I, he won't be in the league at all. I mean, compared based on the actions that he took, um, they're a little little more than PG, which is what our podcast is about rated. So I'll, I'll skip the details on some of the actions that he partook. But, um, yeah, if he cleans up his acts, he's definitely got the talent to stay in the league, but I just don't think he's a starter. I think that if anybody can turn him around, it's Mike Tomlin. And, you know, Dwayne Haskins is still a first-round pick. He's still got a lot of talent, so I can totally see him being a starter in 2022. 
All right. For how long, I don't know. But I think he might get that chance. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It all it all kind of depends on Big Ben. I don't know how many years he has left in him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's going into his 40s. Uh, you know, for now, I see him as a, as a bench player. You know, back up to Big Ben. But, you know, I don't know. Mason Rudolph out of the picture. Not great. No. Not great. So, you know, once once Big Ben finally retires or, uh, you know, goes play somewhere else his last few years, uh, I, I definitely see him stepping up to the role. All right. I, I like that. All right. Philadelphia Phillies finally secure the contract that they have been waiting for. JT Romuto, five years, $110 million, I believe. Are they good enough to make the playoffs in a stacked NL East division with the Mets? who are making moves. The Braves are still good. The Nationals are making some moves. I mean, the pitching staff looks pretty good there, and they've made some like some, decent off- shorter, yeah, yeah. some decent offensive moves too, I was going to say. But um, will the Phillies make the playoffs this year, in your opinion? I'm going to start. I'm going to say no. I think that, you know, Atlanta is still a really good team. I think they're going to win the division. Washington got better too. The Mets got better. They got Lindor. I just don't think uh, Philadelphia is going to win that division or make the playoffs because they got the star power, but I don't know. I really like Atlanta next year or this year, I guess. But All right. So this really comes down to one thing for me because I think they're a top seven team in the NL. But will the MLB stick with the extended playoff structure? Because if not – the Mets, I think the or well, you know what? I'll change my mind. I'll say the Braves, somebody from the Central doesn't matter, and then the Dodgers are in. The Padres are in no matter what. So those are four teams right there. One of the Dodgers or the Padres are gonna be a wild card. The Braves or the Mets, one of them will be a wild card. I'll say the Mets will probably be that wild card. If there's only two wild cards, or top I'm sorry, there would be a top six team. Um, if there's only two wild cards, I say they're out. If there's three, I think they can sneak in there because I think that they – I don't think they're as good as those teams, but I feel like they can fit in there. The MLBPA did uh, reject the expanded playoffs for 2021 too, so. All right. So I'll say they're out based on the, the amount of talent that are on the teams above them. I just don't think they, they are going to be, be able to jump the Mets and the, and the Braves. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out as well. I think those other those other three teams are just I think they're too good. Their pitching stats, their hitting, their defense are just I think a little bit better than the Phillies. I think any other division, I think they they'll get in, but in that division, I'm gonna go no. All right, and I can't really form an opinion on that. I'm just not that knowledgeable in Major League Baseball, so. Fair enough. We'll keep you. We'll keep you out of the fold. <laughs> Producer Andy, you're doing a great job. First time around, though, we love having you. Appreciate the guys. All right, here we go. Next topic. The Paul brothers got two big fights coming up. February 20th, Logan Paul is taking on Floyd Mayweather. Money Can you imagine May- that? Mayweather. Can you imagine Floyd that? Money Mayweather. If you would have told me that a while ago, I don't think I would have believed you. That is pretty ridiculous. And also, Jake Paul is taking on professional MMA fighter Ben Askin, a junior champion of his craft. Do either of them have a chance? First, we're going to start off with Logan Paul. What does he have a chance? What are his advantages in the fight? So I mean, yeah, he's taller, stronger. He's got more reach. I'm taking Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's like fifteen and zero. There's no way he's losing to Logan Paul. Listen, listen. Logan Paul 
is bigger. Like you said, Floyd Mayweather is a skilled fighter. Probably the greatest boxer of all time if you want to go on pure strategy and skill, the way that he fights. I wouldn't say he doesn't pack the most right punches. He's a defensive fighter. He doesn't lose. But the thing is, he's never fought somebody this much bigger than him. He's so much bigger and so much more powerful that the technique simply can't stop him. This simply can't stop Logan Paul. You listen to Dalton Rome. The most important thing when it comes to fighting is your bench press. <laughs> and if you can bench press the most, you can win the fight. I'm going Logan Paul in three rounds. Hot take right there. If we could kick people off this podcast. <laughs> Money Mayweather is going to toy with Logan Paul that whole... I think he's just going to toy with him. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to wear you out. You're just, you're just going to be swinging. Your arms will be tired. Floyd Mayweather is just going to be like, I'm good. I'll, I can I knock you out when I, when I want, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you work for it. Make you work for your own knockout. So yeah, I got, I got Floyd. I think there's. I don't think there's a question about that. Greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, and he he, he has fought people <laughs> bigger. Six two, forget his name, but he beat him. Right, doesn't matter. Logan Paul is a different breed. Oh. Right. Andy, what, producer right. Andy, what are your what are your thoughts here? I mean, Logan, I don't no experience compared to Mayweather. He's gonna tire out quickly. He has the range on him. But as soon as he, you know, starts getting lazy, pulling those punches back, Floyd's just going to sneak under. And he's got to get him early. He's got to yeah. knock him out early. Otherwise, he's got no chance. I'll yeah. give you that. You, That's you, why do, you, do you think Logan's going to knock him out early? In the first you do if he doesn't lock Floyd him out, it's Mayweather, over. The only yeah. thing he does right now is train. He's, he does it What do you think Logan Paul's day? doing, bro? Floyd Mayweather's been doing it since he was five years old. Bro, check out the vlogs. I swear. Logan, <laughs> Logan Paul's been doing it for maybe three years. Don't forget, Logan Paul is 0-1 as a boxer. All right. He's 0-1 All to right. KSI. Not Floyd Mayweather, I'd say, is a lot better than KSI. <laughs> Could we He's agree? not as big, though. He's not as big. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Let's move on. We all, we've all given our predictions. We, we, we know Floyd Mayweather is going to win that fight. I'm just kidding. Logan Paul in three <laughs> rounds, boys. Put your money on it. You can come back and thank me later. All right. Um, the, the Jake Paul fight against Ben Askin, I'm going to go out on a limb. There's no chance. He literally has no shot. <laughs> He's not Logan Paul, bro. He's not Logan Paul. He doesn't have the same attributes. doesn't have the same size and physicality. I think he might even be a better boxer, but a mixed, a mixed martial artist in the ring, I think that's, that's dangerous. I'm going to go Ben Askin. I think it might take more rounds than you think, but I think they'll get him in a knockout. Yeah. I, here's the thing. It's a boxing match. I do know it's that. Not a, it's not an MMA fight. Oh. So I'm a, I'm a hot take right here. I'm going to go Jake Paul. I'm taking Jake Paul. Even though, you know, his signature win is against Nate Robinson, which, you know. <laughs> he's small. Nate Robinson. He's small. He is small. I don't know Ben Askin's measure. And, All right, let, me, let me look up this guy's measurables. One thing I'll say about Jake Paul is. Is crazy. <laughs> Excuse my language, but he's crazy. Hey, we can we can mute, right? We can like we can like can we blur that out? So. Yeah, that's right. I bet I hope so too. All right, uh, go on. Yeah, I Jake Paul's crazy, but I'm assuming the guy to be a professional fighter is probably also a little bit crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the, with, with Mr. Now listen Man. to this. You got Nate Robinson's measurables pulled up? Robinson? Yeah. What what's been asking? Uh, let me. I'll tell you in a second. Give me give me Nate Robinson first. Robinson five nine. All right, and then we'll look up Jake Paul's measurables too, because this is this is important information. 
Dude, we do need to know this. All right, Jake Paul is six foot, and this says he weighs 130 pounds. I'm not going to go for that one. I, I, I don't think that one is accurate. Yeah, I don't think that's He's pretty buff. We'll, we'll say here we go. The celebrity Inside says he's six foot two, 87 kilos. Anybody Jake know how that's six foot two? Does that make any sense to you guys? No. No, 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 87 kilos. What does that mean in pounds? Uh, I think that's Times two? One, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. 191, 191. All right, 191, right? Yeah. I don't think Ben Askren? 5'10", 170. He's not a small dude, though. It's not a small he's, guy. He's, he's well built, yeah. So, my Jake Paul or Ben Askren? Ben Askren. That's yeah, a, I mean, he's a, a fighter. Sti- that's I mean, a still good-sized dude. Yeah. According, okay, according to basketball reference, Nate Robinson was 5'9", 180. He is lighter. Nate Robinson's also, I don't know like, 35. Yeah. He had no fighting technique, No fighting though. experience. He didn't train. He didn't spar. I'm going to stick with Askren. What about you, boys? Yeah. Definitely Askren. All right, Nissan Gibbon. I'm taking. Or, I'm taking. <laughs> we'll edit that. It's a PG. Post. It's a PG podcast, boys. We'll <laughs> Let's keep it, it that way. Post. All right, boys. All right. I'll take Ben Askren as well. We got I'll our predictions in. Um, no upsets. We got three. Well, yes, we do have upsets. We got we got one for Jake Paul, and one for Logan no, Paul, and then three the other way. Oh, you're taking Askren. Yeah. Oh, All right, my bad. I missed that. Not that. All right, boys. Go for it. Go for it. One quick opinion. Will the McGregor. Jake Paul fight ever happen? I think so. You think it will? I think it might be two, a couple years down the line, but I think it'll happen. I think McGregor's too much of an egomaniac. He can't listen to it forever. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, think it'll the, be good. The money talks a lot, too. I think okay. Very much so. That guy. And McGregor, look what he did in the ring last time. I mean, he got... He got smacked in the in his last UFC match. I think he's just going for the. I thought that was good. Got, I thought that was a good fight. Though. He's got nothing to fight. He's not nothing. Got nothing to fight for. He's not the best. I mean, he can just yeah. profit off his image and do these stupid little fights, make some money, um, become an icon like he is. keep being the icon he is. Keep his profile up. I think I think that's the way he goes. All right. Fine. Last and not least, we'll bring back the political talk one last time. Donald Trump, twenty twenty four. Is he a valid candidate to run? And do you think he'll stay with the same party? Let's go with, do you think he'll run first? I think he'll run. I don't know if it'll be with the Republican Party, <laughs> but I think he'll run. All right, Andy? You know, he he has ambitions. He's kind of a crazy man. Kind uh, of. I think, <laughs> kind he'll, of. I think he'll, do, he'll do anything, I feel like. So. You going to go for it? He's going to go for it. I do believe he'll be 78. Keep that in mind. Um, I think there's going to be people around him to tell him. You have absolutely no chance because if he doesn't run for the Republican Party, he's going to run for, who knows, the Trump Party. And it's just going to be a bunch of Trump supporters, which is going to guarantee a Democratic win. So I don't think I, – I don't see why he would, but I don't – I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. All right. Um, do you think he will create his own party or will he stick with the Republicans and try to fight that battle? I'm with Baxter here. I think he's going to make his own party. How about you? How about you, Andy? I don't know. Republican Party's kind of over with him. Yeah. I think he's definitely given them a bad name. And they don't like that. Yeah. So Is he gonna stick on that path? Is he gonna, gonna bash the Republican Party? I mean he's gotta fight two parties now. And more than likely he's gonna split, he split he the Republican the vote. Is he gonna split any Democrat vote? I don't think so. No. Not a not a chance. Nope. Okay, so I'll leave you with this. Does he have a chance to win? Nobody's giving him a shot? No. Nope. He has third in odds right now at plus 600 on the money line. First is Kamala so Harris he, and second he, he is Joe Biden. With, he runs with his own party, right? It's just going to be Trump supporters there. And there's a lot of them. But it's, it's not all the Republicans. 
Exactly. So it's a it's so about so half, he's half. so he's gonna half, he's yeah. gonna take he's gonna take those, and so half of them are gonna stay Republican, half of them are gonna go Trump, but there's all those Democratic folks. So Democrats are gonna win no matter what if he does. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here heard it here first. Putting money on the 2024 election right now. Put it on a Democrat. All right, boys. <laughs> it's been great having you all on today. Um, thank you for tuning in to the, this latest edition of the STL Lunch Table podcast, and we'll see you next week. Peace.